The information contained on the Real Health Podcast and the resources mentioned are for educational purposes only. They are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical or health advice. The information contained on this podcast is not a substitute for medical or health advice from a professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. Information provided by hosts and guests on the Real Health Podcast or the use of any products or services mentioned does not create a practitioner-patient relationship between you and any persons affiliated with this podcast. This is the Real Health Podcast brought to you by Reardon Clinic. Our mission is to bring you the latest information and top experts in functional and integrative medicine to help you make informed decisions on your path to real health. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of the Real Health Podcast here at Reardon Clinic. I'm Dr. Ron Henninghockey, and for my wonderful guest today, I, I'm pleased that Ann Garvey is, has come to tell us a little bit about her grandmother who played an incredibly important role in the formation of the Reardon Clinic, which back at that time was the Olive W. Garvey Center for the Improvement of Human Functioning. So we initially had her named mm-hmm. on our on our clint on our clinic, and then she she requested to take it off because she was a very humble person. She said there were so many people that had contributed, but I don't know of anyone that contributed more, not only in terms of finances, but in terms of spirit. So tell me a little bit about your your grandmother, her spirit, and how she would be connected with the Reardon Clinic and and the and the uh, work that we do here. Well, grandmother was born with an insatiable curiosity and extraordinary intellect, and so she was an explorer explorer her entire life. In fact, one of the favorite mantras that I like to repeat about grandmother is that she would actually accept things to be true until or unless they had been disproven. And so she was open, completely open to the possibilities of so many things. Now, within the family, our our perception of how the center began was with grandmother's determination that nutrition actually contributed to health. My understanding of that is that your grandmother was concerned about her grandchildren and their health. And because she had gotten into uh, land and agriculture, she had learned that if you want to have a good crop, check the soil and Mm -hmm. make sure that the nutrients were there. So she was looking for a doctor who would do your nutrient levels and they would say, Nutrient levels, what's that? That's right. Because the doctors, you know, most doctors are not that well trained in the in nutritional medicine. Even today. Even today. Even today. It's just it's just amazing to me that people still consider the concept of a balanced health uh, regimen, an eating regimen. They don't understand that it contributes to the health and well-being of a person. But... Um, I grew up coming here. I mean, this was the place that made it, it, it was absolutely logical to me and to my, you know, some of our family that this is the place to come. I, I absolutely adored my grandmother Garvey and um, was in awe of her. 
But she, as you said, she was humble. She would never have done this for self, you know, any self-serving purpose. But uh, the next thing we knew is that she had, again, from our family perspective, she found Hugh Reardon. Mm-hmm. who coincided with her idea of health, that uh, to determine nutritionally-based health. They, they were really both pioneering spirits. Absolutely. I mean, you know, they were willing to go where others had not gone <laughs> in, in, in terms of for the well-being of the community. I mean, she was mm-hmm. very strong in terms of the Wichita community. It wasn't just the Reardon Clinic. She had all kinds of... Uh, uh, institutions that she got off the ground, the the universities and just everything. Friends University. She was one of the co-founders of the Symphony Music Theater of Wichita. There are many organizations, institutions, well, so much of our cultural uh, landscape really does uh, owe its debt of gratitude to grandmother. But she did it quietly. You know, yeah. she, she, and, and again, that's one reason she wanted her name to be taken off of this because she thought it might um, offset the effectiveness of, of coming to the, the center. We, we always call out the center because this is the center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where it, where it, the, the source and the center in our, in our thought that it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, <clears throat> I'm going to do a little divergent too, because I have two grandmothers, both in the healing practice. Mm. Grandmother Garvey, who helped found this, nutritionally based. I had a grandmother who was a Christian science practitioner, and I think it was a wonderful, interesting balance of... Natural healing. Yeah, of natural healing, that it's a possibility. But um, growing up in this atmosphere and under this uh, instruction from Dr. Reardon and from Dr. Ron here, I I quote you all the time about um, the simple ways of caring for oneself and the the concept of get your ba- your body in balance and the body is designed to be healed and take care of itself, but it needs to be in balance and so that's the effectiveness of. I think what was I think very interesting is that obviously she brought. The, the feminine influence of, you know, women know the importance of nutrition. Men don't always get that. Matter of fact, the men that I see here at the Rin Clinic are often drug in by their <laughs> their significant other wives or whoever, <clears throat> mothers bringing their children in. But, but I think she was thinking of that on a broader scale, that on a social scale, if we don't take care of our nutrition, we're going to be in a, a world of hurt, which we are in mm-hmm. right now. The, mm-hmm. the world now is uh, the, the health problems that are on the rise. The metabolic disorders are due to people being unaware of how their food and their nutrition impact their health. And the doctors are not being trained in it either. So mm-hmm. I think she wanted the Reardon Clinic to be a model of what could be in the field of healthcare. Uh, absolutely. You know, I think that she knew she was blessed with good health. My grandfather, her husband, was plagued with ill health. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that she sought ways to help help him while he was with us. But um, I think it's fascinating that, going back to the land, that this sits on 93 acres 
a pure, untouched, unadulterated, you know, no pesticide. It's a purely organic landscape. And that's so imperative because it, it's, it creates that foundation of health and healing that you, you, you have that wonderful uh, pure land around around this center. Well, even the Japanese, they call it forest bathing, yes. where they get into the forest and nature, and it helps you feel better. It helps yeah. holistically bring you up. Mm-hmm. And so I think she had that holistic perspective, but yet she was very well grounded in science and uh, in, in helping to fund the first laboratory she funded it because she knew that unless you're measuring things, you could talk about nutrition, try this, try that. But if you've measured, then you have a scientific basis for what you're recommending or what you're trying to do to help help with the, the chronically ill patient. Right. Uh, another thing that I, th- I, I think of grandmother, she, she lived to be 100, a very few days before her 100th birthday. She was healthy. She was upright. She was strong. Her mind was absolutely intact. Now she was a hundred a hundred year old woman, so she wasn't running a marathon. Right. But we have a picture of her on her stationary bike when she was ninety, smiling away, mm-hmm. pedaling away. And I think that uh, she knew, of course, the life is in balance. The life of her, of the mind, the soul, the spirit, the body. Has to be in balance. well, and and the Reardon Clinic is not just uh, a medical approach. We do a lot of educational work, and she was big in, very big in education. The the role of education as a motivating, driving force. If you don't understand how these nutrients work or what their importance are, you may not take them. You may not. They may not motivate you enough to to. Uh, be consistent, but if you understand, or as Dr. Rudin used to say, once you know, you cannot not unknow. know. You can't unknow. You can't can unknow, you? <laughs> and you're forever changed. That's and, right. Yeah. So, uh, well, and that's that's very clear here. Is that this this center is uh, uh, incorporates that physical as well as this psychological, the physiological, the the mental, the spiritual. The inquisitiveness is so inherent here. That inquisitiveness that Dr. Dr. Reardon had, you have, my grandmother had, she had it. I have it too. Mm-hmm. We, we need to know, we need to understand and establish that as kind of our attitude. That, that joyous, uplifted attitude, which comes from health and you know every aspect of health yeah our 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 foundational concept can be summarized in one word co-learning and and i could think of your grandma and dr reardon as being grandmother grandmother (laughs) sorry i'm anyway grandmother being uh co-learners working together she had a perspective that he couldn't have he had a perspective she couldn't have, but together, oh, they were a dynamic. They duo. were a dynamic oh, duo. Oh, they! It was marvelous to see these two giants of thought be together. Grandmother had many years on Doctor Reardon, but they 
they were just an incredible team. And I love the concept of co-learners. I tell so many people that this is the approach that's taken here. The doctor does not believe that she or he possesses someone else's body. It belongs, to the, the, your body belongs to you. Your life belongs to you. We are researching this together. And my experience here has certainly been that. All the years I've been walking the path with you, Dr. Ron, has been, we've been co-learning co together. <laughs> and, you know, life is not linear. It's it's a... It's an interesting uh, path. Uh, it's a, a wavy cosine path of ups and downs and ins and outs. There's a lot more to this conversation, and it's coming up right after a quick break. Today's episode of The Real Health Podcast is brought to you by the Reardon Clinic Nutrient Store. The Nutrient Store is your resource for the highest quality nutritional supplements. Every supplement in the store is handpicked by the expert medical staff at Reardon Clinic, providing you with the best quality, purity, consistency, and effective dosing available. Visit store.reardonclinic.org to shop online. She was uh, very interested in the power of the mind. And, and uh, Dr. Reardon being a psychiatrist, Obviously, he was too, but there was a biological underpinning to that, that if you don't have the nutrition, the biology straight, uh, the, the mind could not work at its best. Mm -hmm. And then, then if you could get the mind working better, then you could get the environment, the holistic environment mm -hmm. in better shape. And, and these are things that we are in desperate need of in our world today. Oh, we are. To, to get away from the concept that you're either a three-dimensional material body and nothing else. You know, we really are, th thought really drives us. I really do believe it's our consciousness that determines our health. And that's another thing that you see that's so prevalent here. It's the consci your consciousness. And so to get to the place where we have that uplifted, joyous consciousness, it is imperative to have good physical health but which comes first they go they go together don't they you know um i personally believe that it begins with thought and and then and the road to health takes us through the the uh, nutritional pathway too what do you think about your grandmother's uh upbringing that kind of lent her this spirit, this, this, this character, you know, strong character that she mm. was able to create so much good in the Wichita community and sp especially here at the Reardon Clinic. Well, grandmother is, I believe, 11th generation Quaker. Mm -hmm. So she comes from a background of egalitarianism. Women are goodness gracious. What a concept. Women are as equal with men. Yep. <laughs> Um, her, I think it's more equal, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that in another yeah, podcast, yeah. okay? Okay. <laughs> but grandmother came from this marvelous family, um, very educated. I think, I'm not sure, I think her mother even had a college degree from in the mid-19th century, which is extraordinary. Uh, they 
settled and grandmother was born again this is kind of family folklore was she born in a covered wagon mm. we don't know i mean i want to say that's true it's probably not uh in the area of what is now our kansas city uh on the native american reserve she grew up being familiar and uh, again this quaker attitude of acceptance she had great friends who were Native American. Black Bear Boson oh. was a great friend of hers. And again, these two lofty characters w were just wonderful to see. Um, grandmother went to college, and that's where she met my grandfather. She then taught school, and w they settled in Colby, Kansas. And at, in 1927, she decided that Colby just didn't offer cultural opportunities that she needed and wanted, and so they moved to Wichita mm -hmm. in 1927. They lived in the College Hill area, and then my grandfather, who was something else, <laughs> uh, began, he, he was building this quite remarkable empire. Grandmother uh, wrote plays, and she was sort of the civic woman and then when she was 65 years old, my grandfather was killed in a car accident. Yeah. He was uh, completely shocking to everyone. And so at the age of 65, grandmother took on this enormous business empire and handled it with aplomb. She, of course, found, as she had her whole life, she found people to support and be the ones to carry on the work that she knew needed to be done. And so she found great advisors and business uh, partners. Um, and she carried on for 35 more years. That was what I consider her most dynamic period in her life was from 65 to 100. Wow. That's when she accomplished what we th know of her publicly because that's what we've seen we see in our city landscape i i know that she gave 100 million dollars to the city you yeah. know yeah um but again quietly without fanfare just that's what is and, and again that's that it's that quaker attitude that this is the thing our we are here to serve a better purpose we are here to make our world better we are here to do good that just runs through our family DNA. Well, I also, you know, the strong female ethic. Um, I grew up with eight aunts, so I, I grew win. up in a, in a in a in a in a I guess a female dominated family culture, mm -hmm. but but strong women, mm -hmm. and yet uh, women who were concerned about the whole the whole mm -hmm. the whole family, not mm -hmm. just. I mean, we guys can sometimes get a little bit narrow-minded mm -hmm. in our thinking. And so having the holistic foundation, I think that's what your grand grandmother provided to this mm -hmm. team between her and Dr. Reardon. But then Dr. Reardon had a focus in terms of taking that vision and actually implementing it and mm -hmm. creating mm -hmm. uh, the reality of functional medicine. He was, mm -hmm. he was a pioneer in functional medicine, right. and now functional medicine is is very well accepted, becoming more accepted all the time. And now we're moving into integrative medicine where 
more and more doctors are realizing that the lifestyle, the nutrition, the sleep, uh, the relation, all the various things that, you know, in medicine, you know, most doctors just make the diagnosis and here's your medicine, but we're realizing the whole person needs to be addressed mm -hmm. in order to get the really good results in terms of better health and well-being. Well, women who are the only birth givers mm -hmm. have a different approach. I mean, of, of course, they have a different perspective. They they are the survivors. They're the ones who have to be resilient. You guys go off and have fun, you know, do your war games and, or whatever it is, and the women are left behind or have to pick, you know, they, they, they are required to carry on under all circumstances. And so women have developed that kind of, uh, what do we call it, um, survival. Adaptivity. Adaptivity. I was going to call resilience and adaptivity. And so it's a different, it is a different uh, mindset, I think, somewhat. There's, there's an interesting anatomical difference between men and women. <laughs> there's a lot of them, actually. But in the brain... There's a, a big channel between the left and right hemisphere called the corpus callosum. And women have a bigger corpus callosum than men, which means that their right brain and their left brain communicate better. And a lot of men, we get into left-brained thought, but we need that right brain. And so I think, yes. well, you know, we need each other. Right. It's both yes. oh, sides absolutely. of the hemisphere needs each other. So uh, but, I like men. <laughs> yeah, and I like women. And, and so... But I think this is where it's this story of how this unique place, the Reardon Clinic, you know, all the, the domes and the pyramid and everyone says, what, what in the world? Well, it's actually got a very solid foundation, namely, what is it that contributes to better health? Well, you've got to think in nutrition. Yes. You just can't ignore yes, nutrition. Right. And then you, from there, you can start looking at uh, the family, our relationships. Uh, do we get enough sleep? These are basic things that have been overlooked, and now there is everyone's trying to say, okay, what is the best lifestyle to help us overcome these horrible uh, chronic illnesses that mm -hmm. we're dealing with in our time? Mm -hmm. And so the Reardon Clinic addresses that. We look for those answers on a one-on-one -on -one basis, and the foundation of that came from its two founders. Right, absolutely. You know, you, you described a woman, the corpus... Callosum. Callosum. You told me that not long ago, and I was just delighted to learn it. Of course, I couldn't remember the term, but I bragged about it for a while. <laughs> for a while. But grandmother had that. She because had she that. had an extraordinary, perfect balance of the left and right brain, which we mm -hmm. consider the right creative, and the left linear or logical. Right. She was so logical. She, she wasn't the... She was, you know, effervescent. She she had the most, uh, it was the most infectious giggle in the world. She was delightful, but she was very clear, very focused, and very determined. But but how in the world did she come up with some of the things that she came up to, with without that open, creative side to her? And... Um, the determination to search and again my my memory is that she found Dr. Reardon but and they and they carried on together from then from then on. Um but it it was a perfect partnership as far as I know. Now 
I won't say anything more. <laughs> Especially if you go back, that was in the mid seventies, and or even yeah, even early, even early, a little uh, earlier than that. Uh -huh. But but nevertheless, uh, you know, things were a little bit, not, you know, a little. conserve more conservative. A let's just more. say. Uh -huh. And so and now, okay, we've entered into a more creative era, and people are waking up to what they saw and created mm -hmm. in this facility. But I think that spirit of uh, willingness to forge ahead and create a new institution that addresses the needs of the time, that takes men and women and left and right brain mm -hmm. thinking together, working together. And in our culture now, we need that because I, we, we see politically everything's oh being split God. up so bad that people need to get together and find the common ground. Mm -hmm. And those two unique individuals, they were, you know, I, I'm, I'm a product of Dr. Reardon and oh, he could be pretty, could he, he could also be fairly narrow-minded in his thinking. Yeah, I wasn't but, gonna say anything more about, I was going there, but I wasn't gonna say anything more. But I, I wanted to use this word, they were defiant. Mm -hmm. And that's, a, that's an element that they both had, mm -hmm. that they did not, you know, they did not, allow themselves or their thought or their approach to living and, and working to be determined by the rules that had been established before. They were breaking, they broke the rules. Well, there weren't any rules, you know. Um, and, and so there was that, there was that excellent uh, sense of being correct, being right, and having that principled approach to, to doing what they were doing. It was, it was based on very high, you know, a sense of high principles. They were pioneers. Absolutely. And, uh, oh my, yes. And, and, and they, they, but they had to have faith in their own ability to accomplish this, to have the resources. Mm -hmm. And actually, uh, she provided a tremendous amount of financial resource, but more importantly, this, this, uh, you can do this. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do this. And, and she did give Dr. Reardon permission. You know, she's yes. the one who provided that. And I don't know where he would be without my grandmother back, you know, behind him. But um, uh, I, I, I do, I do want it to be known. And and I, I was a little, I was a little hurt that she had the name taken off because I thought she needed to be given credit. And so often women do not take credit for themselves. You know, they just, they just push it aside. And. Uh, I think that we want to give her the credit for being, shall we call it a co-founder, but without her, this place would not exist. Would not exist. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're, we're, we're having you on our program today for that very reason. This Saturday will, would have been her 130th birthday. So we're here having a birthday party Yay. in honor of your grandmother mm -hmm. who without her, the Reardon Clinic right. could not be. And so on behalf of Dr. Reardon and we males, I'm gonna thank you <laughs> and Garvey for your, your the representation of your grandmother that we have this wonderful facility, this incredible place based upon two incredible individuals that we are happy to say we knew them, we I loved know. them. And we, I think about the launching yeah, when it began. The balloons. Oh, the balloons. Oh.
Yeah. I mean, the possibilities were just, yeah. the possibilities are endless. And that's what we want to preserve here is the possibility. That spirit. We want right? to keep that spirit going yeah. because we need it now. We do. As much we as do. ever. Yep. So, uh, and thank Darby, you. thank you so much for being thank on you so much, Dr. our Reardon podcast. So, Anytime. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to the Real Health Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can also find all of the episodes and show notes over at realhealthpodcast.org. Also, be sure to visit reardonclinic.org where you will find hundreds of videos and articles to help you create your own version of real health.